Hello and welcome to the Addicted Austinite, your one-stop podcast for all things Jane Austen. In this week's episode, we are finishing our run of Pride and Prejudice. Uh, sad, I know, but we do have to talk about the other novels too. Uh, so we're, we're wrapping that up with a review of the 1995 TV series. This series is iconic, in a word, and it is probably the best-known adaptation of not only Pride and Prejudice, but any of Jane's novels, um, I think. Um, It is known the world over, and it's arguably what brought Jane Austen into the limelight of popular culture in the late 20th and early 21st century. I mean, I'm not saying that people didn't enjoy her before that. Um, It's just this series was a significant player in making Jane a global author, um, as opposed to just being beloved in Britain. So uh, let's get all the mandatory info out of the way first. Uh, (laughs) So the series was a collection of six episodes broadcast by the BBC between the 24th of September 1995 and the 29th of October uh, 1995. Unfortunately, I can't report what it was like watching it in 1995. Um, I was a little bit busy being a (laughs) one-year-old, but you can rest assured that my wonderful mum uh, made sure I was aware of this series and um, its brilliance as soon as I was old enough to understand. So, uh, mum, if you're listening, thank you very, very much. (laughs) So, uh, the series was directed by Simon Langton. The producer was Sue Bertwistle. And the screenplay was by Andrew Davies. It has an absolutely huge cast of wonderful actors, consisting of, amongst others, Jennifer Ely, Colin Firth, Adrian Lucas, Alison Studman, David Bamber, Susanna Harker, Crispin Bonham Carter and Anna Chancellor. So, now we've got that out of the way, let's talk about how brilliant this series actually is. So really, the best thing about this being a TV series is that there is a lot more time to pay attention to the details that are in the novel, because obviously Jane is a wonderful writer and she puts so much detail into her work. Um, And in the six episodes, about 50, 55 minutes each, we get a much more thorough adaptation than we do when we're squeezing it into a feature-length film. The series really takes its time to show the events of the novel, its themes, and exploring its characters as well. Uh, In the first episode, uh, we meet most of our main players, uh, the Bennets, Mr Bingley, Mr Darcy. Uh, It deals with the first ball and ends with Jane's trip to Neverfields when she gets ill from riding in the rain. In the next episode, we've got two more major characters in Mr Collins and Mr Wickham. We get Mr Collins' proposal to Lizzie in that episode, and we get Mr Wickham's confession, his his sorry tale of what happened to him at the hands of Mr Darcy. In episode three, we pick up with Charlotte Lucas becoming engaged to Mr Collins instead of Lizzie. Uh, And we get to see Jane go up to London to chase the, not chase necessarily, but follow the Bingleys uh, up to London because they've now retired from Netherfield, though it doesn't exactly end how she she wanted it to. 
Um, the episode wraps up with Lizzie going to visit Mr Collins uh, and, and Charlotte, mostly. Uh, going to Rosings, meeting Lady Catherine and rejecting Mr Darcy. So badly. <laughs> and that is where we pick up with the fourth episode. Mr Darcy brings his letter to Lizzie, the one that explains everything, and it really changes her mind. Um, Lydia starts her adventure, her wild uh, adventure in Brighton. In this fourth episode, we have that infamous lake swimming scene where Colin Firth jumps into that lake, fully clothed. Um, <laughs> it's probably one of the most rewatched moments in TV history. <laughs> in episode five, we get to see Mr Darcy and Lizzie get a bit more acquainted with each other. Um, she has definitely come around to him after that letter. Um, and he invites them to stay at Pemberley. Though their happiness doesn't particularly last very long because Lizzie gets those letters about Lydia running off with Mr Wickham. And we're left on a bit of a cliffhanger with that because we don't know what's going to happen to Lydia. So we do find out finally in episode six and we learn that Lydia and Wickham have married, Lizzie learns of Darcy's involvement and then she tells her family about her change of heart about Mr Darcy. And we end the series with... Uh, the double wedding of Mr Bingley and Jane and Mr Darcy and Lizzie. So that's just a, a quick summary there. But as you can see, the, the episodes contain so much more detail uh, than what we lose when we try and turn it into a film. I'm not saying that film versions are bad versions. There's a definite market for them and they're not by any means terrible at least not in most circumstances, but uh, the TV series really does get to dive in uh, with all of that detail. So uh, the reception to this TV series was absolutely phenomenal. Um, it's It wasn't anything that it, it really happened before with period dramas and literary adaptations. It was just incredible. Uh, the first run of the series in 1995 was watched by almost 11 million people. Um, and the VHS sales when it came out on video were amazing. It was a hitherto unseen success of home videos that the BBC had never encountered before. And it still continues today. It is one of the best-selling TV series, uh, period, drama-wise. Um, I'm not quite sure how it compares to things like Downton Abbey and Call the Midwife, but it is still so beloved in in mainstream culture. And um, people are still buying remastered tapes, uh, soundtrack CDs, uh, and all manner of merchandise connected to this series. It's still on sale and still widely bought and there are still people trekking all the way out to these film locations to go and have a look at Pemberley or, or find the lake that Mr Darcy jumped in. It really has stuck in public consciousness this this series, it's fantastic. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes it is 88% fresh with, with an average audience score of 95%. It is it, just amazing reception and it's really captured the public interest in in Jane Austen but why is it so beloved why has it captured uh, the interest in such a big way 
Well, um, not only did we get those 327 minutes of glorious detail and wonderful story, um, it is a remarkably put together series. Um, the actors and actresses play very, very well. They, they fill their roles very, very well. And they really capture the essence of those characters. I'm not sure entirely if I could say that I prefer this cast to other versions. Um, there have been so many wonderful versions and so many disastrous ones as well. But um, <laughs> there has been so many actors that have filled these roles that I do find it a little bit hard to pick a favourite. Um, but within the context of the series, uh, I think two of my favourite actors and actresses um, in, in the series is, is firstly Alison Steadman as Mrs Bennett. Um, she's absolutely fabulous. Uh, so wonderful as Mrs Bennett that apparently um, she was... Um, <laughs> all of her castmates, when she first started, uh, thought that she really was that horrible, that she really was like Mrs Bennett because she played it so well. Um, that's according to an interview that she gave. Uh, about the TV series. Uh, so she really did a good job if she's convinced people that's actually what she's like. <laughs> and uh, the, the second actor um, who, who does spectacularly, of course, is, is Colin Firth. Um, he is just brilliant in this series. And I think he has become the seminal Mr Darcy in everybody's mind. He's just so connected to that character now. It, yeah, bless his heart, he's going to be stuck with Mr Darcy forever, <laughs> for Colin Firth, but he was absolutely fantastic, and he really is the benchmark Darcy against which all other adaptations are measured, really. Along with the acting, uh, the soundtrack to this TV series is absolutely amazing it's so beautiful and the soundtrack album is still very very popular and still uh, one of the top selling items in in relation to Jane Austen paraphernalia um personally I think I might prefer the soundtrack from the 05 film just just a little bit more uh the soundtrack to the series is still wonderful. It's so perfectly fitted into the series and it is instantly recognisable. Whenever you hear it, you know that's where it's come from. Uh, the, the costumes and the settings in the film are, are pretty well-rounded. Um, nothing really leaps out to me as dreadfully inaccurate. Uh, though perhaps the film does have quite a, a muted colour palette in terms of um, the dress and, and the settings as well. Um, it's an interesting issue. I mean, it's personal choice in terms of the director and the producer and everything. And it is quite possible that in the world of the bright colours of Georgian Britain, uh, one little town uh, in Pemberley, uh, Netherfield and Meryton, uh, that there is a group of people that only choose to dress in whites and creams and pastel colours um, is completely plausible, I suppose. Um, but I think perhaps the muted colour palette in this series comes from our views about period dramas and the past 
that we had in the 90s. Um, in, in the 90s, it's arguably more influenced by the Victorian rhetoric of past events. Um, the Victorians, uh, obviously, they are the generation after the Georgians. They really changed the way that we view history. And they tried to make everything fit into their um, obsession with propriety, innocence uh, and purity. And that really changed the way that we look at things. And it's something that we're still counteracting today. And I would argue that in the 90s, these period dramas are still sort of clinging to that Victorian idea, uh, perhaps a little bit more than what we start to see um, in, in the 2000s and onwards. So that said, I, I think the sort of the colours are really the only biggish gripe that I have with this film and it isn't really uh, any, anything awful. It still looks wonderful and I wouldn't say it's exactly inaccurate. Um, there's really not an awful lot that's bad that I can say about this series. I absolutely love it. I mean, I could, for example, go on a mad diatribe about how the lake swimming scene is, is you know, playing to the stereotypes of what women find sexy and that Jane Austen isn't interesting unless there's some sex in there and things like that. Um, but honestly, it didn't bother me <laughs> at all. I mean, the later capitalising on that scene um, sometimes does get me a bit riled up. But in the moment, watching that series, to me it doesn't feel out of place and it doesn't feel like a strategically um, placed scene um, meant to push up sales and things like that. I think that might be the way that it's turned out, but it doesn't feel like that uh, when you're watching it. Overall, I have to say that I love this series. Uh, if you hadn't already <laughs> figured that out by now, I absolutely adore it. I think it's wonderfully written, shot and acted. Um, it perhaps doesn't have the snappiness and pace of a film version, but the extra time that we get in those episodes gives us so much more detail and we get to see so much more character and plot and it's just so... So fantastic. Um, and even though it's a bit longer than other versions, I am I really don't mind setting aside a day to to binge watch the whole series because obviously you just you can't just watch one episode, you have to watch them all one after the other. <laughs> so uh, this series marks a first for us here at the Addicted Austinite because it is my first review that gets full marks. This TV series gets eight out of eight and it is a Charles Austin on our sibling scale. I think perhaps in reality it might be a little closer to, to a Jane or even, even a Frank in terms of critics and, and public views on it. But personally I, I love this adaptation. It will always hold a very special place in, in my heart and it's just perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching this episode of The Addicted Us tonight. I, I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts about this series, what you like, what you don't like. Uh, when was the first time that you saw it? Did you watch it when it went out? Did you wait 
later do you have it on video um do, have you done the bridget jones thing of of wearing down your videotape because you've watched the leg jumping scene so many times that it's kind of destroyed the tape <laughs> um please do let me know i love to get your comments and, and things like that on this so so do get in touch um you can comment on your podcasting platforms you can find me on twitter at kath price author uh, find me on facebook as Catherine price author and the addictive tonight and yeah just leave lots of comments share like subscribe do all those lovely things that uh, we as podcasters love you to do and as ever the last thing to say is happy reading your faithful servant the author